Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, practicing good social distancing. I broadcast to you today from the confines of my guest bedroom, working at home until we get this coronavirus thing behind us. Uh, and there is no way of knowing when that will be. There are some guesses, there are some speculations, and there are some assertions. In fact, last night about 10 o'clock our time, the president tweeted out in all caps uh, saying that we need to be sure, and then I'm paraphrasing here, we need to be sure that the cure is not more damaging than the virus itself. The cure, of course, being uh, our social distancing, the closure of restaurant dining rooms, the suspension of so much uh, business activity around the country. It is going to have, and already has had, a, a, a dramatic, a devastating impact on the economy of the United States and, of course, the world. But that we must compare against uh, the value of human life and science and our trust and the faith we are placing in those who are giving us advice. We heard this morning uh, during a program, which we will uh, repeat and continue uh, until we have made our way beyond this coronavirus pandemic, uh, from 12.30 to 1 o'clock. Typically, uh, I'm on the air. You and I are chatting. Uh, but I, uh, I was asked if I'd step aside for those 30 minutes each day so that Jeff Kaplan could team up uh, with the experts here at the state level, members of the coronavirus task force here, and open the phone lines and allow you to call in and ask questions. Well, uh, we heard this morning from state epidemiologist Angela Dunn, someone who I have come to admire greatly. Uh, she has uh, just matter-of-fact, uh, straight-to-the-point information. She, I have seen her uh, be questioned by reporters from all over the state and beyond, and this morning on these air, or this afternoon, rather, on these airwaves, questioned by members of the general public. And her responses are always concise, uh, common sense, uh, and they make sense to uh, people like you and me, not epidemiologists, right? So we, you and I are able to understand them. Well, uh, ultimately, the decision will have to be uh, whether or not we are willing to comply uh, with those sorts of bits of advice as it continues uh, to, we hope, combat this coronavirus and also have uh, such a dramatic uh, and degrading effect on our economy. Uh, tomorrow is unknown. Anyway, uh, let me take a step back here. Uh, we have been throughout the day, keeping our eyes on the United States Senate. 
want you to hear a, a quick uh, ABC News report from senior congressional correspondent uh, Mary Bruce. She is on Capitol Hill and has this report. Right now, the Hill is at a standoff. The political anxiety over this nearly $2 trillion package means that the markets are now headed for a very tumultuous day. After negotiating late into the night, Democrats and Republicans are still not on the same page. But I'm told they are hopeful they can come to an agreement today. Now, Republicans are accusing Democrats of being irresponsible by delaying, while Democrats say Republicans are putting corporations ahead of Americans. She mentioned the economy uh, and the impact uh, on the economy by the ongoing deliberations and uh, seeming impasse, which exists currently in the United States Senate. The Dow right now down 582 points from its opener uh, today. That's a 3.04 percent, 3 percent drop of the Dow today, which, um, if I'm honest, we've seen worse. Uh, now, we don't want to see any red numbers. Uh, it's only good when it's in the green, but compared to some of the losses we sustained uh, last week is a little bit better. And if I'm honest, better than I thought uh, when I checked on this index here this morning or this afternoon in the face of what's happening in the United States Senate. Now, I mentioned earlier today as we were talking about some of the components of this piece of legislation which is being debated in the Senate right now, the one of the large ones being uh, similar to the idea presented by Senator Mitt Romney last week, which is a check, a stimulus check to be cut and sent to all adult Americans. Now, whether or not it will be all adult Americans or there will be some sort of uh, like income guidelines, uh, you know, if you make more than a certain amount, maybe you don't get the full check or any check at all. Anyway, that's part of what's being debated in the Senate right now. Another thing that is being debated, uh, much smaller and much less consequential, if I'm honest, has to do with one of the funding sources. I talked to you a while ago about something called the Presidential Election Fund. You see, that is uh, a fund which was set up years and years ago to aid in the public financing of presidential elections. So if you're running for president, there is some money available to you. There's some criteria you have to meet. Uh, there's an intense uh, list of criteria which are applied to uh, your paperwork. You've got to fill out so many forms. But, uh, you know, if you're running for president, uh, you'll probably go through any uh, lengths to, to get there if you're ambitious enough. Now, this fund, it also limits the amount of money you are able to spend uh, because you essentially it's a matching fund where uh, you put up so much money and then you are able to take from this uh, presidential election fund, this presidential election campaign fund, uh, which is taxpayer funded. OK, it's taxpayer money all there. Uh, you are able to use that money. But again, that limits how much you're able to spend. And over recent years, when the amount of money spent by presidential candidates has increased dramatically, uh, we have seen uh, shying away from the use of these uh, presidential election campaign fund dollars. The last time, in fact, uh, it was used was by a uh, Republican, or actually the last, the last time a, a nominee uh, tapped into these funds was Republican John McCain in 2008. Uh, and in the dozen years since then, uh, presidential candidates like uh, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, uh, Mitt Romney, who we heard from e earlier on these airwaves, uh, and Donald Trump, they have essentially ignored this fund, uh, relying on uh, their hopes to, to uh, collect more in donations than uh, would be available to them should they take advantage of this presidential election campaign fund. Well, there are two members of the Senate who have proposed uh, raiding this fund. Now, 
I haven't given you the number yet. And unfortunately, it is a drop in the bucket. You heard in that news report from, uh, from Mary Bruce that the, the total dollar number is nearly $2 trillion. Now, I don't need to tell you, uh, a trillion is pretty big, all right? The total amount sitting in the presidential election campaign fund right now is only 360, only, <laughs> only 361.3 million dollars. So it may be uh, only symbolic, uh, but rep- rep- or, I'm sorry, uh, senators, Tom, uh, representative rather Tom Cole uh, and Senator Joni Ernst would like to see uh, those monies put towards uh, this stimulus package which is being debated in the senate right now we'll see if they're successful they're pushing that effort there are some that are pushing back saying that there ought to be uh, public monies available to those running for office Uh, those are the types that want to reduce the amount of spending uh, in campaigns but we'll see how that all plays out we'll see if these 300 some odd million dollars which uh, typically are reserved for presidential campaigns are going to be reverted and diverted used to spend uh, in our fight against the coronavirus bill Uh, against the coronavirus, that is. We're going to take a a quick break here in a second. And when we come back, we are going to step away from the coronavirus. Vice President Joe Biden seems to be uh, on his way to receiving his party's nomination uh, to run against Donald Trump for the presidency. And now he has Secret Service protection. We're going to speak to a former Secret Service agent about what that means exactly next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.